Otherwise, with Shadow Twala, see the world from a woman's point of view. Very good day, Shimzansi. Welcome to Thursday's edition of Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala. show is produced by Hazel Makuzeni, and our technical producers for today are Derek Fordyce and Oscar Thomas. Our contact details are 0892-102010, email otherwise at safm.co.za, tweets at otherwise safm, or at Shadow Twala. Now, the Cape Point Nature Reserve will be host to the biggest astrological conference yet convened in South Africa. Their keynote speaker and highly regarded astrologer in the world, Robert Hand, joins me in the studio. Then Claire Crichton, a medium and psychic, firmly believes that intrinsically we're all psychic. She joins me to explain. But first... Chew on these wise words, the lunch bite on SAFM. I got a quote from Dan Rudia, who says, Astrology is a language. If you understand this language, the sky speaks to you. We'll find out. You won't hear hotter conversations anywhere else. SAFM, keeping the temperature soaring all summer. SAFM, current affairs continue to look at the issues. We look at developing stories, and stories not in the mainstream. By giving you an evening update on Weekend PM Live, Saturday and Sunday from 8 to 9 p.m. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Sick of always missing your favorite SAFM shows? Well, now you don't have to. We have a free podcast service that allows you to access them directly from your cell phone, PC or tablet, whenever and wherever you're ready to listen. Go to safm.co.za and click on podcast. This takes you to the SAFM page on iono.fm. Follow at iono.fm on Twitter or like it on Facebook for regular updates. You never have to miss your favorite shows. SAFM podcast powered by iono.fm. 107.1, the home of SAFM in Seapoint. SAFN, South Africa's news and information leader. I guess it's astrology made easy for us from philosopher and astrologer Robert Hand. Welcome, sir. Thank you so much for joining me in the studio. Oh, it's my pleasure. Welcome to South Africa. Also my pleasure. Is it your first trip? Yes, it is. And you arrived when? Uh, Tuesday night. Have you seen anything outside the four walls of your conference? Uh, A bit driving over here, but I have to say... Pretty consistently, it's impressive. It is, eh? Yes. It is. Yeah. Well, did you read your charts before you came here? Actually, we were so harried getting ready. (laughs) (laughs) But so far, it looks like we must have done it in reasonably good order. Yeah. What are you hoping to, to do at this conference? What are you hoping to do as far as astrology is concerned? Uh, what are the objectives of the conference? Well, the title of the conference, of course, is Astrology Restored, which, interestingly enough, happens to be the exact name of a 17th century English textbook mm-hmm. written by a man named Ramsey, although being 17th century, he gave the title in Latin, Astro- Astrologia Restaurata, mm-hmm. uh, which means Astrology Restored. It restored, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and... What what this is about is that for the last several decades, astrologers have been very much concerned with recapturing all of the tradition. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean uh, we are translating texts out of ancient Greek, Hebrew, Arabic, Latin, and bringing them into modern languages, mostly English in our case, but other people are doing it in other languages. And trying to see 
if an overview of all of this will enable us to make the whole tradition more powerful, more effective, and more expressive. And uh, so far, the answer looks like yes, definitely. <laughs> but it's still an ongoing process. You know, when I told some friends I'm speaking to you and I'm talking astrology, they say, why do you bother? Why is astrology important in our lives? Then I went on to think, what are we talking about? What is astrology? And how should, how can we relate to it? How are we supposed to relate to it in any way? I read that quote that, you know, it's a language. Mm-hmm. And it's a language that helps you uh, communicate with the sky, I suppose. Yes. Far-fetched. Well, the interesting point is, what is it that we're communicating with? And the ancient answer would have been the alama mundi, or the soul of the world. Okay. That there's an actual entity there. But uh, of which we are all a part. Mm-hmm. So it's not separate from us. We're in it. And um, we and it can negotiate languages by which we can communicate. All of the divinatory arts that are reasonably effective fall into this category. Mm-hmm. All of the different kinds of astrology fall into this category. So the first thing that astrology tells us is the ancient mystics were right. Every one of us in the universe are one. And we're connected by an energy? We're connected mainly by being in it. Uh, the, the worldview is most compatible with the idea that there is nothing in the universe that is dead or inert. Everything is composed of living energy. Mm-hmm. And this is embodied in the fact that some of the ancient myths describe the universe either being spoken into existence by a mind that if we see in Genesis, mm-hmm. uh, or created by the world soul out of itself. Mm-hmm. And this is actually the really key point about astrology. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but one of the etymologies for the word religion is to tie or bind back, which is a very curious. Tie etymolo- or bind back. back yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and it's etymologically related to obligation also which mm-hmm, means almost mm-hmm. the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I find that a sort of grim idea, like, are we slaves to it all? Or and the answer is no. Mm-hmm. I'll say that quickly. <laughs> and But what it does mean is that astrology serves to reconnect us on a day-to-day level with the changing energy, for lack of a better word, of the cosmos. And that energy is a living energy that permeates the entire Everything is permeated by it. If you like the force from Star Wars. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The reconnection, how important is it? How important is it uh, for us to recognize and how does it improve our daily lives and our decisions to stay connected to this energy or acknowledge the fact that we are all of one? Yeah, merely acknowledging it doesn't do a heck of a lot of good for anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, The problem is that we are... uh, I think we can safely say all of the cultures in the world at this point, with the exception of a few very old traditional ones, are alienated to a phenomenal degree from each other, from the environment. Uh, We're all broken up into fragments. And if you... If you look at the literature of more quote-unquote primitive peoples, uh, they didn't have this view at all. They, they saw themselves as living in a continuum of life, life energy. Mm-hmm. And 
the idea of somebody killing themselves, for example, because they feel so alienated and alone and so forth, is completely alien to people with this kind of view. So mm. there's one clue right there. Uh, now, I have to tell you that if you go for a typical astrological reading or consultation, this kind of issue will not come up. But um, that's one of the things we're trying to do is to get astrologers to be aware of the real significance of what they're doing. It's very much like a religion in one respect in that it is supposed to achieve some kind of union between self and spirit. Mm -hmm. The main difference is that it doesn't do so through a series of commandments, revelations, and so forth. It does so by presenting you with a phenomenon that is impossible, that works. Impossible in the prevailing worldview. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. I, I, I wonder, that because a lot of people, and, and, and I suppose it's because the way we, we interact with astrology these days in magazines and newspapers and, and, and those kinds of things, that it, it, but people are calling it hogwash. People that are is. saying it, 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 oh, that is hogwash. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Because it, it, it's something that feeds the ego, you know. Yeah. On a daily basis, you go and read and you think, all oh, right, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. How, again, should we interact with the astrology that you know? Uh in my personal practice, I employ these principles and I bring people to an understanding um, of what it is they need to do in their own consciousness in order to overcome the sense of alienation. Actually, strangely enough, you don't overcome it. You embrace it. Mm-hmm. You have to embrace it mm-hmm. first because how do you, do you raise the question earlier, what, how do we apply it in our ordinary daily lives? Actually, our ordinary daily lives are so sick that you can't. What it teaches us is how to transcend that. Okay. Uh, the daily concerns of paying bills, paying taxes, doing this, that, or the other thing. This is all noise. Hmm. And uh, not only is it noise, I'm beginning to come to the conclusion there are people who are deliberately trying to make it worse because the last thing they need is an enlightened population. <laughs> so, so make me understand um, the, the science of the charts and your your date of birth or the time of your birth, um, is that ordained? No. And well, yes and no. Um, that's a good unambiguous answer. Um, the chart is a schematic map of the universe at the moment and centered on the place where you were born. Okay. Uh, the best statement I've ever heard was by a man who was not an astrologer, Alan Watts, the late philosopher, uh, Buddhist philosopher in America, who said, I could go to an astrologer to find out what I am. And the astrologer would cast my chart, uh, and he'd get my time, date, and place of birth, he would cast my chart, and then he would use the chart to explain what I am and why. Um, but what he really has drawn is an approximate diagram of the universe at the moment of birth. And the reason why it works is because I am that universe. Each of us is that universe at the time, date, and place of birth, then experiencing the evolving conditions afterwards. And this is where what is referred to as prediction comes in. Now, this is a very important point. In the sense of things being absolutely preordained, there is nothing in astrology that supports that except for one thing. Mm -hmm. As soon as you are born, the dates of all of the astrological indications that will ever affect your chart are absolutely fixed. Uh, 
what they mean is not. Wow. So and that's that's the whole point is we can say, okay, here is this combination forming in your chart, an unconscious manifestation where you just react to it will work something like this. But here are positive alternatives that are available to you that will make, enable you to use this energy to make your life work better rather than be the victim of it. Astrology is not about making victims. It's about mm. empowering people. Mm. Mm. So I, I take it then I don't have to have more than one reading because as soon as I've had a reading from you, I, I can then apply it to my life or know how to transcend it and embrace it. Uh, most people aren't that quick learner. <laughs> in theory, yes, you're right. That would be the ideal reading. But in fact, most people need to be reminded the circumstances change. They need to know how to deal with the new circumstances. And so what I don't do is I do not encourage people to see me too frequently. I say six months at the least, preferably a year or more, because I want them to react to the material to grow and come to a new frame of reference before they come back. Mm -hmm. And I say, okay, next step is and continue. But uh, there are people who only come once. Uh, one of the gentlemen who came with me today uh, actually was a skeptic of astrologer, astrology. He thought it was profound garbage. Uh, a lot of people gar- think that. Yeah, well, it's because there's a lot of people saying that. Um, very few people who ever experienced it have that reaction. And uh, One day he had the experience. Uh, he went to an astrologer who told him, after the usual vague generalities, something very, very specific about his chart and his and his childhood that the astrologer couldn't possibly have known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said, how did you do that? And the astrologer started pointing at symbols on the chart, which didn't communicate much. But as a result, he started studying astrology and is now an astrologer. Hmm. So what... what what should one expect when you do go to an astrologer? And we can talk about certification and, and wanting to know, you know, how genuine the many astrologers are because they, they, they everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, and, and some of them are there to just to make money, we believe. Oh, yes. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, what should one then look for and, and maybe tools, you know, when you go to a GP or doctor, you know, they have yeah. a stethoscope that, you know, they're going to do certain things and they have certificates on the wall and you know you can trust this guy. Yeah. Um, first of all, um, if, the astrologer, if the astrologer doesn't actually have a chart cast for your birth in the proper manner, there is a proper manner. Uh, any astrologer can look at a chart and, and then quickly check it out and say this chart is correct or incorrect. I mean, astronomically speaking. Uh, that's the first clue, because a lot of people call themselves astrologers who are actually not at all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and by the way, anybody who takes up astrology to make a lot of money is nuts. <laughs> because most astrologers do it for the love of the art, not for the making money. Mm-hmm. Now, the people who write the columns in the newspapers do make a great deal of money from that. The best of them actually do a very simplified but serious form of astrology. Some of the columns are just written by people who write down whatever they feel like writing. Mm. There's no astrology in it at all. But getting back to the certification issue, there are two modes, you might say, of certification. Uh, one, the older one is a lot of people you know have been to this person, have been impressed and think you might find him or her useful. Word of mouth. 
A what? Word of mouth. Word of mouth, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, um, I am entirely self-taught, but I've taught myself by reading everything. No, you t- you, weren't you taught by your parents? My father got me into it, but he didn't teach me. We studied it together. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, he taught me some. He taught me how to cast a chart and things like that. But that's simply a matter of calculating. Uh, as a matter of fact, we didn't even do it in the way that astrologers normally do it. We mm. did it using slide rules and things of that sort. Back mm. gives you some idea how long ago. How long ago that was? Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you exactly how long ago. I've been studying astrology for fifty-five years. Sure. You were what? Seventeen. Seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Young man. I, I'm, I'm trying to draw a parallel to to some of our. Um, um, our traditions and cultures where um, a, a traditional healer, for instance, will teach their child and, and, and so it goes over the years. That does happen. It's more common among psychics mm-hmm. because the, the uh, people who have profoundly developed psychic ability, everybody has some, as you mentioned earlier, I heard you saying, um, and quite often it, uh, the main function of something like astrology is to stimulate that sense that's legitimate. I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting back to the certification issue, word of mouth is one way. But in fact, at this point in time, there are a number of very good certifications. So it's reasonable for a person to ask, how did you get trained? By whom? And are, do you have any kind of certification? Uh, among the, among uh, those groups that do this are, first of all, the Faculty of Astrological Studies in Great Britain, which is a correspondence system, but an extremely well-run one. Mm-hmm. And the students do, at some point, have to show up for doing live tests and examinations. There is Kepler College in uh, uh, Seattle, Washington, which has a similar program, but it's a much more academic style of curriculum. There's the International Academy of Astrologers, which is currently based in Cleveland, um, the United States, which does something similar. They have complete curricula and everything worked out. The astrologer who goes through the entire program has an education in astrology far superior to anything the previous generation ever had. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there are also testing programs, which anybody can take, which demonstrates that they have the proficiency required. So it's no longer it's no longer a matter of it's being entirely word of mouth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, uh, when we've got the different star signs, why are they called star signs? Um, I haven't the foggiest. <laughs> uh, that's not a proper term. Um, the word zodiac means circle of living beings okay. or circle of life. Not circle of animals, as people translate it, because the word for animal also means living being in Greek. And the circle simply refers to the fact that it's the year cycle. Okay. Now, um, the signs of the zodiac, just sign is the best word, are in the West at least, there are two different systems, uh, one-third divisions of the seasons. In space, not in time. That is, it's one-third of the 90 degrees that a season mm-hmm. occupies. And uh, their symbolism is, broadly speaking, derived from the seasons, which may uh, sound like, okay, what do we do down here in South Africa? Mm-hmm. Where uh, The answer is, it's not the season of the place, it's the rhythm of the earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because northern hemisphere summer is the green growing stuff is north. Um, the... Begin, summer in the southern hemisphere is green growing stuff is in the south and this and they uh, they're going up and down through the year that's the rhythm that gives rise to the signs mm-hmm. not the actual local season okay and so 
This is supposed to, and does to some degree, confer upon the sun when it is going through these signs certain broad qualities. Uh, and these broad qualities are combined with, there actually is a kind of primitive horoscope involved. Mm-hmm. The word horoscope actually means chart, well, mostly means chart. Originally it meant time marker. <laughs> um, and there's a long story behind that that we don't need to get into. Okay, so if I'm born in 1945 and somebody's born in 1978 and they're born in September, which makes us Virgos. Right. There, we, is, there is a broad similarity, but quite frankly, the metaphor I like to use is like, it's like uh, taking an aspirin compared to brain surgery. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's not bogus, but um, uh, if it's done properly, it's not bogus, mm-hmm. but it's extremely primitive. So, so really, it doesn't, doesn't mean that we have the same, or, or the, 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 the energy affects us the same way. Exactly. Although you will feel uh, whenever a Virgo meets a Virgo, there is a certain uh, immediate sense of kinship, but far from identical. Far. Okay. So really, I, we shouldn't be reading those newspaper things. So Yeah, really. Actually, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't be reading those newspapers. It has one virtue from our point of view. It gets people into the idea. Well, it gives people a sense of communism, you know, camaraderie of some kind that you and I together, you know, can do things. However, what's your son's sign? Virgo. Virgo, okay. I'm Sagittarius. Oh, what does that mean? (laughs) We're supposed to get along terribly. Uh Well, we don't, and we wouldn't, I assure you. In fact, my wife is Virgo rising. Uh, What's that difference about a rising and a... a That's the real thing. The rising degree... In Greek, is horoskopos, okay. it, which means time marker, and what that mean, that indicates that the ri- the sign at that moment rising in the east is the first house or place on the chart, and that has certain significations. The next mm-hmm. sign is the next house or place, okay. and they do the same thing with some, with the newspaper astrology. But the solar horoscope, to use a proper term, is not as effective as the ascending horoscope. So if you know your ascendant, that's what you should read in the papers. Ah. It'll be better. Ah. Okay. Uh, yeah. In fact, people born at night should probably be reading the moon sign rather than the sun sign. Again, moon and and, and sun. Yeah, because the sun rules the day and the moon rules the night, broadly speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not pro- sun sign astrology, as to call it by its proper name, was evolved to write newspaper columns. However, I discovered recently the newspaper columns were a bit older than I thought. Um, the daily column in the newspaper came into being in the 1930s from an English astrologer named Naylor, N-A-Y-L-O-R, I believe. Uh, but the idea, in almost identical form, was printed in a sort of throwaway uh, printed broadside in the Renaissance called a shepherd's calendar. Mm-hmm. And in that, they had delineations of the sun signs very much like what repeated in the early 20th century. Robert, we've run out of time, and mm-hmm. I'm, ha- I'm hardly halfway into understanding astrology, but at least you've just given us 
some direction to go searching for more answers and more um, and an understanding of how we can utilize astrology in our lives. But I'm hoping that we have another opportunity to talk after the conference uh, just to, to, to get your findings and and educate us more about mm-hmm. about astrology because we, we need to be educated. Can I make a concluding comment? Yes, please. What people have to realize is that astrology is essentially a kind of yoga. Okay. Yoga means union. Yeah. And astrology, at its best, is designed to help people achieve that union with the greater with the greater whole of which they're a part and they're unaware of being a part. Do you have a website? Uh, yes. Um, it has a rather funny name. <laughs> um, A-R-H-A-T. A-R-H-A-T. Followed by the word media, no dot. Media. Dot com. Mm-hmm. And we can read all about it there. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy your stay in South Africa. I expect to. And I have to catch up with you before you leave. Okay. Thanks, right. Mr. Hand. And uh, it is now time for our news headlines with Uthila Sapp. Thanks, Sarah. Good afternoon. Violence has erupted again at the University of Johannesburg. Workers who are being supported by some students have clashed with security guards. Minister in the Presidency responsible for planning, Jeff Khadeb, says government will ensure there is money to cover the shortfall to fund the 2016 tuition fees at Tertiary. And MTN Zakele has become the first company to list on the empowerment segment of the JSE this year. This comes amid uncertainty regarding the 70 billion rand fine that the MTN group is facing in Nigeria. Details at 2 o'clock. Otherwise, with Shadow Twala, see the world from a woman's point of view. And Natalie Jamaunas is at the first test, India versus South Africa. Hello, Natalie. Hi there, Shadow. Thank you very much. And it's uh, stumps on day one. What a day. It's been 12 wickets falling in the day already. And South Africa, at the end of day one, in their first innings, find themselves 28 for two. They're still trailing by 173 runs. So it's quite a way to go for South Africa after they've already lost Stian Fancel and Faf Duplessis. Stian Fancel was LBW to Ravichandran Ashwin for five from 23 with one four. Faf Duplessis was bowled by today leaving the ball alone and it crashed into his off stump and he made naught from four. Hashimamla though and uh, Dean Alga saw things through to the close with Dean Alga not out on 13 from 59 and Hashimamla will start tomorrow on 9 from 31 having hit 1-4 so far. So South Africa 28 for 2. This is in reply to India's 201 all out. Top score of 75 came from Mirali Vijay, the opening batsman who was eventually LBW to Simon Harmer for 75 from 136 with 12 fours. He hit the majority of the runs but there was a 30 one coming from Cheteswa Bajara, who in the end faced 66 deliveries and hit six fours. Ravichandra uh, Deja in the end made 38 from 92 with four fours, while Ravichandra Ashen was the not-out batsman, making 20 from 42. Dean Algar was a star with the ball, taking four for 22 in eight overs, including a maiden, while Vernon Philander took two for 38 in 15, and Imran Tahir picked up two for 23 in his 10 overs. Matthew Jamanis for SFM Sport. So, um, thanks, Natalie. Uh, I'm joined now by Claire Crichton, who's a psychic developer, a young psychic and medium, teaches psychic development at the School of Intuition and Healing in Cape Town, and she believes that intrinsically we all are psychic. She joins me now to explain. Welcome. Hi, Shelley. How are you? Lovely. How are you? Listen, every time people talk about psychics and mediums, you expect an old lady (laughs) who's grey and, uh, you know, glassy-eyed and all of that kind of thing, and here you are, a young lady... (laughs) 
who's, what, barely in your 30s, I think. <laughs> well, thank you very much. A little bit older than that. Oh, okay, <laughs> but still, you know. You, yes. you, when did you discover you were psychic? Well, I think um, intrinsically I always knew I was. But, mm. you know, as you're growing up, you don't realize what those things are that you're experiencing. Um, so always I was very sensitive and always picking up on other people's energies. But it was only really um, in my mid-twenties that I started delving a little deeper into what that really meant. When you say picking up, what so, were you picking up? For instance, walking into a room and just feeling um, other people's uh, moods or the, 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 the kind of the spaces that other people were in or even feeling... Um, that somebody might be standing next to me when there was nobody standing there. So you'd look around and it'd be a little bit kind of, wow, what is that all about? So these things um, started to confuse me a little bit. I wasn't quite sure what that all meant. Mm. So I started studying psychic development, and um, I was living in the UK at the time, and just, just so that I could get a little bit of an understanding as to what it was I was experiencing, so mm. that I couldn't fear it anymore. Mm. And then through that, I, I, I then realized, well, actually, I'm pretty psychic, but... Actually, I feel that everybody is, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I teach it, is just to help people develop that within themselves. When you say pretty psychic, um, when, you, when, the peop- when people hear psychic again, it's like, oh, she can see right through me. I'm standing in front of you naked, and, you know, you, you, you can tell uh, who's around me. You can tell if my folks are around me. You, yes. can, you can tell, you feel spirits. You yes. see the dead. Yes. Is that? More or less? That is that is more or less what it is. <laughs> However, let me just say that we're not doing that all the time. Mm. So when you work as a professional psychic, you learn how to protect your energy and how to close down your energy field so that you're not picking up on everything all the time. So because you switch on and off. You absolutely switch on and off. Otherwise, you would be exhausted walking into shopping centers, feeling and experiencing everything all the time. Yeah, you'd be like a traffic <laughs> traffic. Yes. Don't go there, you'll fall. Don't go there. You Watch out. <laughs> that kind of thing. But on a serious note, you say we, we intrinsically all have some psychic abilities. Yes. Um, is it good to develop those or rather just let them lie there undeveloped? Two answers. So you can you can let them lie there. That's absolutely fine. But if you do develop them, it does help you to become clearer in making your own choices for yourself. So it's not about developing it so that then you become psychic and, and give readings to people. Mm-hmm. You can actually do it so that you can connect in with your own psychic energy and receive messages and information for yourself that you would not necessarily have been clearer on if you hadn't developed that sensitivity within yourself. Messages from where? Messages from your own psychic body. So we have, when you work as a psychic, you're connecting in with your energy body and with the energy body of other people. When you work as a medium, there's a slight difference. You are working um, to channel in energy from spirit. So when somebody works um, as a psychic medium, they are able to give you information um, about yourself. Mm. But when they're working as a medium, they're able to channel through information from beings that have passed over onto the other side. 
Like, so, like John, what's his name? Yeah, um, the famous guy. John Edward. Mm. So, so they're two slightly different um, methods that we would use to, to work either as a psychic or as a medium. So if somebody was to work as a psychic, let's say for themselves, they would be connecting in with their own sensitivities to receive the wisdom that they actually know themselves anyway, but have kind of covered that up with noise of the mind, mm. let's say. Mm. So essentially we're teaching people how to um, find that stillness within by quietening the mind and therefore connecting with their energy bodies to receive the messages. Uh, receive messages do you also uh, as you develop me to to recognize my abilities uh, do you also assist me in utilizing the messages that I receive because they may be I'm not ready for them maybe I'm not ready to deal with it maybe it just throws me up completely it's my understanding that any messages that we receive or any wisdom that we um, are open to will come to us at the time that we are able to receive that okay so it's always in a safe space always in a safe space and this is very important and these this is why these type of courses are important as well mm. because you don't just want to start opening up your energy body and not being aware of what you're doing and how to receive messages and what to do with them. Mm. You want to be feel safe and you want to know that you're going, it's a little bit like going from sub A to sub B to standard one. Mm. You're not going to go to standard five before you've done A, B, one, two, okay. etc. Okay. So so this is just a safe space to help people to, to understand how to receive the messages and then what to do with them once they have. Now, what you teach then in, in assisting us discover our own abilities, what, takes how long? Or, or is it infinite, depending on how far you want to go with it? It is actually infinite. Really? So I'm still learning. Okay? Ah. And I will believe that anybody who works in this field will continually, continually be learning because you can go deeper and deeper and deeper. But essentially, What stage are you at at the moment? Who knows, because it's infinite. <laughs> If you go, you go all the way, and, and you are a medium, so you talk to people. How long does it take you to switch on and switch off? Because I want to do something with you right now. You can switch on um, immediately within a, a couple of minutes, I guess, mm-hmm. and, then and, and then and 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 close down too um, straight afterwards. So yeah, you, you, you can can we switch you on right now? You can indeed. and 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 find out if there's an important message that you are getting about. Anything right now, or does it have to be a direct question? Let's. Um, or can I just let you be and just uh, get vibration in here? Uh, <laughs> Is that dangerous? Well, that would be interesting. Yeah, I can see what's get what's vibration going on here. in here and just tell us what's going on, what you're feeling. And um, I must tell our listeners that we we live in a, in a very old, um, antiquated studio uh, uh, in 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 our Seapoint uh, offices at the SABC. I think they were built in the 40s, maybe, or or that sort of thing. So it would be interesting. In 1954, they were they were built. So it would be interesting to 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 find out um, how how Claire uh, what how what she perceives in here and how she perceives the space we're in, and if if it comes out of anything. Because I always think that when I invite people like yourself here. You don't come alone. You come. Uh, you, you already knew you were coming here sometime, mm. and and um, you know w- what? What did you feel about it? What and what does the space say to you? Exactly? Okay. Okay. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to close my eyes and just still my mind 
which will mean I am allowing my thoughts just to um, float away. And as I still my mind, I'm going to open my energy up to receiving any information that is ready to show itself to me from the space that I'm sitting in right here, right now. And then I'll begin speaking. So I'll do I have to keep quiet while you yes, do this? Yes, I'm as afraid well. so. So the listeners. Well, we can't <laughs> be too long because we can't keep our, our, our microphones off okay. for too long. Okay, let's see. I'll try and keep it as, as short as possible. It's quite interesting. You know what I'm picking up, and I'm, I know that this may seem like quite an obvious thing to pick up in a in a in a um, recording studio. But as busy as this building is, um, the space that we're sitting in at the moment, I'm feeling a vortex of energy around us. So it feels like a circle of energy going around us, going deep down into the earth below, even though we're not on the ground floor. So mm. I'd be interested to know what's underneath you here. Mm. But we've got, we're sitting in a vortex of energy that goes down into the earth, but it also goes upwards because mm. what's happening is you're communicating and because you're communicating, I guess the airwaves are taking it up and above us. Yes. And it feels like I'm in this, um, I actually feel like I'm in a, a whirlpool of energy moving around us. So wow. actually it would be interesting for you, and what I want to say to you, Shadow, mm. is that when you leave, firstly keep very hydrated, obviously, when you're in this space. I could see you have I've got, got water. lots of water, yes. But also when in you fact, leave this one was here, for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. When you leave here, it's very important for you to bring your energy back into yourself because what happens is because you are working with communication and you are... Um, kind of traveling yes you're kind of moving up with the only way I can explain it mm -hmm. when you leave here it's important to pull all that I'm going to call it psychic energy actually mm -hmm. back into your body so that you're not feeling wide open as you leave here I'm not exposed you're not exposed mm -hmm. it feels very as safe as it feels in this whirlpool it feels very exposed going up and down as well mm -hmm. so for anybody who works in the studio it would be important for them to feel grounded when they leave here um, and to bring themselves back onto the earth and to close down their energy field and just feel safe within themselves. That's the. That's you know, that's very interesting what you say because mm. a lot of artists, um, I suppose you take on a different persona, like musicians. You go on stage and you become this other person to, to, to perform, and then you have to go back into yourself. Mm. Um, and that's why a lot of artists are, I suppose, reclusive because you, you draw back into your own space yes. until you find your, you know, the non-actor yes. in yourself to, yes. to, to deal with. Do you know what? And that is actually what it is like being psychic as well, working in this field, because what you're doing essentially work as a, as a psychic is you're opening up your energy field and you are receiving information from other people's energy bodies or from spirit. You're working like this all day long. By the end of the day, you really need to um, remove that energy away from you and bring yourself back to yourself. Almost cleansing yourself. Yeah. So, what do you, where do you teach and um, who, I suppose you said all of us know that we have a sixth sense, but um, who should come okay. to, your, to your lessons <coughs> or okay. development? So, um, who should come, it's, there's, there's two different types of people. Firstly, those who would really actually love to work as a psychic and love, mm. to, love to do this type of work. Brilliant. Mm. Come along to the course. We'll teach you um, how to develop that within yourself. But it's also open to people who are wanting to tap into their own wisdom. Mm -hmm. The reason why I actually started teaching this course is because people were coming to see me and they were asking me questions that I felt they could answer themselves. Mm. I didn't feel they had to come and pay me money and sit with me for an hour for me to link in and give them those answers. Mm. I felt I wanted to empower people. So there's, there's kind of two strands of people. 
those who are wishing to receive their own information for themselves and those who are actually wanting to do the work and, and, and help others. Also those who are working in um, um, like a therapist's field, you know, like counselling, psychologists, those type of people mm-hmm. who are working with people all day long, who can then have an extra... Um, um, skill to tap into which will complement the work that they're doing. Can I then ask, and I'm going to experiment with you now, as a medium, because you opened yourself up as a psychic a few minutes ago, as a medium, um, um, I'm going to ask you just to, to look around me and see if you see angels, you see mm. uh, my, my folks, you see... Um, Anything. I'll tell you what I see around you at the moment. Now, this doesn't mean this is always is, around you. Is there you. color? No, no, um, of course, they'd be different at all Right times. at this moment, what's around you, you have an incredible amount of ancestral um, past behind you. You've got a very, very strong bloodline and a very, very strong um, support system from your ancestors. Can I tell you also one of the reasons why? Why? Because the work that you're doing in voicing and bringing information to people is what the ancestors would have liked to have done themselves. So they are working through you in order to bring about change and growth and expansion to people. Um, It's very big for your ancestors. um, You're getting cold. Put your jersey on. big for them to for you to be doing this work almost on their behalf and mm. um, because their voices were not able to be as um, expressive mm. as what yours is so mm. it's a thanks to you from your ancestors and they coming in. they're here with you very much very Can much you them to stay here with me all the time <laughs> <laughs> every time i'm in the studio they must come and, 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 and just let's enjoy I'm sure they are with you <laughs> let's enjoy them but then do you teach uh, the, the medium of energy as well actually don't teach the medium energy um i i specify just on the on the psychic side of it but um there is a teacher through the school who who specializes with the mediumship side Mm -hmm. she's from the uk she'll be out next year january february time i think doing uh, some mediumship classes Mm -hmm. and we touch on it in my class but i don't specialize on that i i I work solely really on the psychic energy okay so you're teaching in cape town Mm -hmm. and you're starting your lessons when so the, this this course, it's a six-week course, and it starts this Monday. Um, it's two hours every Monday evening from 6.30 to 8.30. And that is at the Novalis Ubuntu Institute, which is in Weinberg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it is done through the School of Intuition and Healing, which offer various other um, courses like the mediumship. They have healing, energy healing courses, etc. Mm-hmm, so a mm-hmm. lot of different courses. Um, and mine is one of them as well. And how long, how long does it go for Every Monday and so it's every Monday and it's six weeks, mm-hmm. but then it starts up every term, so people can return each time. Some students keep coming back just to go deeper and deeper. Um, uh, otherwise, you can just do it for six weeks, see how you get on. Um, but within the six weeks, you will learn different techniques that will help you to connect in with that sensitive energy of yours. I want two things from you. Mm. One is a very honest um, answer if you can see anything at all about where our country is and, you know, the, the, we, we, we've got a lot of violence. There's a, mm. the, the, the shift in the universe, I think, at the moment. Mm. Uh, we've got strikes. We've got, you know, mm-hmm. murders. We've got rapes. We've got all of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your feeling? Okay, let me just, um, just give me a second. Oh, take a deep breath. 
the thing with South Africa, and this is actually not just about South Africa, this is about the world as well. We are all expanding and we are all changing and we're growing. Many of us are letting go of fears and um, allowing ourselves to move forward in this new heightened um, uh, world, I feel, that we're moving into. There's so many shifts, there's so many changes. It is actually a very beautiful world. However, wherever we place our focus is what is going to get larger. So as much as I wouldn't want to say that we must ignore what is going on in South Africa or what is even going on in the larger world as far as the negative news goes, the more we focus on that, the more it actually can expand. We need to understand that there is as much beauty in the world and in South Africa as there is ugliness. Mm. The more the people of South Africa can focus on the beauty of this beautiful country that we live in, the more we are going to be able to change it into that which we desire. So, again, I must reiterate, it's not about ignoring the negativity. We know that that's there. We understand it. But creating more of a separation to the negativity rather than becoming it. Because the more we speak the story of a negativity, the more we become it. Thoughts become things. Yes. Choose the right one. Please do. Fantastic. Am I going to win the lotto soon? Absolutely. <laughs> You're going to give me your half. <laughs> I thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank and, you. And, and really, um, we'll give the website. How do people book? And they can go to the, um, the, the school's website, which is intuitionandhealing.co.za. Intuition.healing. Uh, sorry, intuition and healing. And healing. Yeah, .co.za. Fantastic. Thank you, Claire. Thank Thanks, you so Shana. much for Thank joining you. us. It's time now for our children's story, Shop Shop.